Not too much. How you doing, man? Good, man. Airing out the room here a little bit. It seems to be a, a weekly thing here on the Slurred Speech Podcast. Yeah, what are you going to do? going to have to put these dogs down. Oh, poor dogs. <laughs> Just don't burn them up. You might blow the thing away. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing all right. It's a interesting, semi-stressful Wednesday, I guess. It seems like a... The case of the Wednesdays going around. But uh, yeah, you I, did show. You I got sh- no reason to complain. You showed up on time, and I had to do work stuff while you were. You know, I, I'm not coming from mowing the field anymore, though. It's uh, ah, that's know, right. You're not no doing more f- baseball. No more field work. Yep. How'd you end up playing on Saturday? Really good, uh, except for I hit a what should have been a walk up double to the wall. <laughs> It got tagged out at second because you thought it was a walk-up double, and I just kind of and the best part is skunk aggressively tagged me. I was like, he like came at me, and I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to run out of the line or nothing. Just tag me, I'm out. But uh, played pretty good. Um, good. Good. After two weeks off, I wasn't sure how you how you'd do. Yeah, I hit okay. I mean, I had two ground outs, and the pitcher called me out and said, "All right, he grounded out twice," and then I. Smoked one right down the left side line to yeah, get a couple he was, ribbies. He was a bit of a, uncharacteristically, a bit of a chatterbox on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He's usually not too uh, not too aggressive like that. I can't believe I hit that off the wall, hit perfectly off the wall, and then I just kind of was jogging the second and got thrown out. So did you end up getting back on the uh, the stat sheet? What do you mean? The uh, the stat list, the uh, this the baseball stats. I would assume so. Okay. I no, I meant like, did you get on the the email chain? I know there was a problem. You weren't getting them for a while. Wait, no, I was getting them. Oh, maybe it was Sean. Yeah, it had to be Sean. I've been okay. getting them every week. Wow. <laughs> you know what you hit on the season? Uh, last time I checked, it was three seventy. Yeah, you must have been. You had a rough go to start, I guess, because you've been cranking the ball lately. I you had like just under four hundred on the season. I had a couple of weeks where I was just grounding out at every. Mm-hmm. That was my last month of the season. Yeah, it was. I could not get the ball up. It was like every, like, there was like three weeks in a row. So I had my first week, which I pounded the ball. And then it was like three or four weeks in a row after that, I could not get a hit. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was hitting bad when people, like, on the other team, where, like, if I got one hit, they're like, all right, nice hit. And it was like a bloop over the second base, <laughs> second base of the head. Um, but no, I started crushing the ball. That was what kind of frustrated me because uh, I was crushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Before I had to go to Tulsa, and then before, and then we had the Wu Tang concert. Um, so like I was seeing the ball really well, and and I mean obviously I hit that home run, but even the week yeah, after yeah. that I was hitting the shit out of the ball. Well, you hit the fence I think twice after that too. Yeah, um, that had one a... last year would have been a, a home run if they hadn't moved the fences back this year. Well, and Skunk would have had a home run I think if they wouldn't have moved the. Fence. It's hard to say. That was pretty close. That was like left. That yeah. was hard left. It was really more middle of the field. That I had a back. decent beat on that, and then got worried that the fence was there, and then looked back, looked up, and next thing I know, that ball was dropping. I'm like, there ah, well. The childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. Hit up, hit the fence as a kid over here at Mooney. My favorite part about that is, I ran. There was no way I was catching. It was over the fence. It was a home run. Hit the fence, and. I'm laying on the ground. And my dad screams, "Somebody should help that kid!" And I ended, ended up being—I was his kid. <laughs> so that was a bit odd. Um, so welcome to the Slurred Speech Podcast, you impediments. Um, hope you enjoyed last week's podcast. It was a little different than normal. We uh, shout out AJ from Arcanacast. Yeah, um, yep. had a good time with him. You know, chimed in, kind of 
bring in the uh, the dice heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know who else brings the dice heat? Who? Me and Yahtzee. I'm a really good Yahtzee player. Are you? No, I haven't played Yahtzee in forever. Oh. I... <laughs> they don't okay. call me Yahtzee. Farkle? You messing around with Farkle at all? No. The street craps? CeeLo? No. <laughs> yes, it's often I'm behind Drug Mart, you know, playing craps with the boys. I like all the dice games, man. I like I like throwing some dice. Do we need to take a break? No, we don't. <laughs> you no. sure? No, I'm I'm trying to this new work <laughs> work life balance thing here where I don't answer work calls or uh, my brother's friend who likes to hit me up for rides around Brunswick. <laughs> so unfortunately, Ian's going to voicemail. Is uh, that who that was? Ian? Yep, yep, uh, it was. Oh man. So yeah, um, yeah. I can You know, summer went by quick, man. I mm-hmm. mean, it went from summer to fall like almost fall i have the windows open and mom's basement here and it sucks i'm a big summer guy yeah i don't know i'm i'm cool when it cools off this is this is great weather for me right oh this now. is great but it's just it's it's gonna be in a month we're gonna well not a month october's it's september and october are pretty sweet yeah yeah um in november we'll be complaining about it and mm, i, I like fucking it cold. hate the snow dude i hate it so much i, I don't hate mind the cold. It. i hate the snow Playing shows where you have to load equipment in and it's all shitty out. Yeah, that's not fun. Uh, it's miserable. I'm not like I'm already dreading it. Like because we have some shows scheduled coming up and it's like mm-hmm. loading equipment in, unloading it, you know, and you're sloshing through the snow and the the bars are mopping up behind you. And I am not looking forward to winter at all. Yep. Oh well. Oh well. I guess someone I was talking to someone in Oklahoma when I was out there about winter because they don't get winter like we do, and I was like, "Well, you know, the good thing is it kills all the animals that would survive and that could eat my dog, you know, a snake or a gator or something." That's the good thing about winter, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. know. You a big big gator guy? Yeah, I love him. Love him. No, I'm just all I'm gonna really miss too bad is is baseball. It's uh, I mean, the winter has its own problems, but I don't know, man. I gotta suit up every day, and I'm running between courtrooms and courthouses, and it's just a pain in the dick. Suited up in the summer. I guess the great thing about working from home, it's, you know. Yeah, that's it, nice. Yeah, and I will say, because I, I don't drive much in the winter, especially. I mean, even when I was going to the office, it was seven minutes away. So it was like that drive was never that bad. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I don't even have to leave. If I, I mean, I'll, I'll shovel the driveway so Renee can get in, you know. <laughs> the, the one thing I will say is now that I, I'm on a, I've been a bit more active in the last six months and 28 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Very specific there. Yep. Started that workout routine. It's six months and 28 days. I will, like, the the, the shovel in the driveway will not be as painful, you know. <laughs> I, last year, shovel the driveway, I thought for sure I was going to have a heart attack halfway through a couple of times. <laughs> um, But I am down, like, 30 pounds, so I probably don't have that fat layer. To, yep. To, I'm uh, the big boy in this group now. <laughs> You're not big at all, I mean. Um, yeah, um, I will say, um, I am, you know, I used to not be a big Christmas guy. Oh, yeah? I have turned into a Christmas, I'm Christmas guy. You're a Christmas guy now. I put up lights, I was all about Christmas last year, and then we got COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember see, that. Yeah, I was, I mean, I had 
Christmas lights out, up out, all outside there. I had them all nice and organized, mm-hmm. and I had lights on trees. I had ornaments. I mean, I was all Christmas out. And then COVID. <laughs> so what, do you, what 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 brought on that change? Is it is it Renee? Is it uh, having the nephews now? What, what is it? Ah, uh, I don't know. I guess like seasonal depression became a real thing, and it was like. Well, this is something to get you out of seasonal depression. <laughs> so, why do you do you think it hit hard particularly last year, or was was it because you weren't going in? No, the last app? year I was like, what do you mean, seasonal depression or Christmas? yeah? Was it worse last year, and then you you clung on to to Christmas? No, no, I like don't really want to get all depressing on the podcast. Let's about... do it. They no, like it. I don't. People like it dark. <laughs> I don't really want to get into that on the podcast, but there was like. This is gonna be, there was stuff from childhood that always fucking that ruined Christmas yeah. for a long time. Oh yeah, you know. And so then, like after a while, like it was like, well, that sucked. So. Families can be a lot. It can still to this day. It can. Uh, it's a lot easier with <laughs> with Monica to go through it too. <laughs> um, our families are are a lot in very different ways. Um, I think we both help each other with that a lot, but she's always been a Christmas fanatic, her and her whole family. So I've, I've caught the bug there. I've been a lot more into it the last few years. Well, I'm working the tree farm, huh? Oh, I guess, you know, the tree farm is a big thing too. Kind of gets me in the spirit a little bit. That's, that's helped out. Yeah. Kind of forgot about that. You going to be doing that this year? I mean, see how I feel about it. Probably. I'm assuming I'll go at least a little bit. I don't know if I'll be uh, an everyday person like I have been the last three or four years. Okay. But it's not a bad gig. Like we were talking about those roofers in your backyard uh, earlier. It's it's a nice change of pace to get outside and work and do something with my hands, get some movement. Right. No, you're 100% right. It's like if I go and help Sean or if I go help Shane with something, you know, and like we work on something for a couple hours and it's like, it's nice to do stuff other than sit at a computer screen and mm-hmm. bitch about computers or bitch about... I mostly bitch about people anymore. I don't even bitch about computers that much anymore. It's mostly people that are fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess... I think my first year... I don't know what the reason why people were seemingly unusually chipper because they weren't last year. Um, not that anybody was it was bad or anything, but, you know, a lot of discussions about the tree prices rising and things <laughs> yeah. like that. I remember the COVID year, people were just so stoked to be out of their fucking yeah, houses. Like, everyone was in such a good mood. Um, that year was great. And I think that might have been my second year. Um, I don't know if it was third, but... Um, That's, yeah, so. I didn't think about the, like, tree inflation. Like, why are the tree, the tree rights? Thanks oh, a lot, Biden. He, and it all goes back to the housing crisis of 2008, my friend. Oh, really? It really does. They uh, They don't plant as many trees during recessions. And now that's why we're out of the big trees. Things over 12 or 14 feet, the 12 to 16 footers should be maturing right about now. But they planted less all the way back then. And then they've had to cut some of the ones on the, the edge of the 12 to 14 to make up for it the last couple of years. And so, like, it's just kind of a, it's, it's a problem now. It's a problem now. So I, I think you'll see probably uh, you're going to see a major tall tree shortage in uh <laughs> 2034 so if you want to if you if you want to go ahead and maybe lock in your prices and or your uh, ability to claim a 14 footer in in 2034 you might want to get on Dude, does anyone come in and ask specific like for specific types of trees um yeah but i mean nobody ever really is like hey do you have a juniper white alaskan it's usually hey like they kind of know what the situation is hey where are your uh 
where are the white pines? Where are the uh, the canines? Where are the, uh, the so no one's ever like? Do you have a stone pines? Um, not not really. What about an eastern white pine? No, we have white pines, but not eastern white pines. I don't really know what, what about the difference would be. Pinus pinaster. Nope, none of those. <laughs> How many pine trees do you think I can name off this list? Uh, I'm a lot. <laughs> dude, some of these pine trees look really cool, dude. You I'm... ever see a lace bark pine? No, I haven't. This thing's sweet. Or a Caribbean Wait. pine? What's a lace bark? A lace bark pine. It's not like the type of tree you would have. You really like that? It's not very full. What about a Caribbean pine? Caribbean. I, did, I didn't even know they had pines down in the Caribbean. Let me move this air freshener. It's a pretty nice one, too. Again, not not very full. <laughs> no, these are more uh, just... Uh, Bristly. Yeah. Long, you like the long needle, huh? <laughs> they call me a long needle Joe. <laughs> long needle Joe. <laughs> uh, there's some of these that, like, a mountain pine. This one is a Pinus N-I-G-R-A. A, a pinus and I, I don't know, Nigra? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. Up to 150 years, the pinus Nigra can live. Oh, wow. Or the Austrian pine or black pine. Welcome to Slurred Speech. We'll, <laughs> we'll name all your pine trees for you. <laughs> uh, so nothing exciting happened over the weekend, huh? Uh, I heard there's going to be a new Tommy Lee Jones movie. I'm going to run through his IMDb. <laughs> oh, that's a, an inside joke for all you listeners. <laughs> inside jokes are great for podcasting. Yep. yep. Not even one we share with the impediments. Just uh, just one between me and you and Monica and, and Renee. If you like Tommy Lee Jones, you leave us a voicemail, 216-260-5484. Tell us your favorite Tommy Lee Jones movie. There's a lot of them. There is. There's quite a few. I can name them all. Not as many great ones as you would expect, to be honest, though. I was I was very shocked by the lack of movies that I was like, I love that movie. There's a lot of, a lot of bit parts and, and goofy family films and stuff. Oh. Man, Crime that was thrillers. a good laugh. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, call in. Leave us a voicemail, 216-260-5484. Uh, any of the stuff we're going to talk about today, we still got the t- T-shirt cut. <laughs> uh, leave us your messages about the queen. Uh, the queen is dead. Long live the king with his fat fucking fingers. Uh, Did you see he got all upset about that table? <laughs> Did you see that? Table? No. And there was a table and a leaky pen, and he, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. looked just so king about it. Like, it was so, like, I was, like, British about it. He's like, like get this out of here. Get the... Uh, yeah. There's not uh, enough room for this. Get this... It was like the prince got mad at... Or the king. Is he a king now? So he's, he's king. He was he's, prince previously, right? Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, he's now the king, and uh, his is it. I don't know. Is his brother Prince Andrew? There's a good video of him groping some lady's ass over the weekend. I saw that. It was like he <laughs> that just was... can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, know? no, pretty nice. He's doing a bend over to like pick something up and just takes his arm fully just, down her back. Yeah, just full, just, full on one just for it. The half linger on the ass. Oh god, it was pretty. That's a pretty neat one. Um, yeah. I tried playing, getting the band to play God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols, but didn't really fit in with our theme. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and if you are uh, in Parma this weekend, Friday, Ooh. check out the uh, Bottle Cap Barn Grill. I hear they have great steak. They do have a good cheap steak. <laughs> uh, I think Friday is their steak night. It was like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine for with fries. Ooh, man. and there what was another deal. side that you. you I think you were it wasn't supposed bad. To, you were supposed to get corn, and I think you got like green beans instead or something. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, can you imagine if someone complained? They'd be like, "Yeah, we're out of corn." Yeah, yeah. I, know. I figured. So it's not really a steak joint, but it, the, the wings were dope. Um, the wings were unexpectedly good. Yes. Yep. And they weren't, I mean, they were high. Everywhere is high now, but they weren't uh, ridiculous like some places are. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are going on at 7. I recommend everybody show up early. It could be an interesting start to the show. Why do you say that? I, and, we're going on at 8, actually. So, mm-hmm. 8, we're going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Eight, 8 to 11. Okay. Might All be right. a little bit of a rough start. Might do some guitar and drum singing only songs at first. Okay. Maybe. At least you know a few of those. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good guitar and drum song yep. with no bass? Um, yeah. So, And then after that, we are doing Medina Brewing Company the weekend after. But from what I'm told, that place is going to be packed. Um, there's supposed to be an album release party, and then we're the band playing the release party. Okay. And the album release party, the people are expecting hundreds of people. Yeah. Do you know what type of music the band plays? No clue. I apologize. Okay. Um, they said we'll get in on that. We'll give you that dope uh, news tomorrow. I mean, next next week. Yeah, next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually completely forget. <clears throat> they didn't actually say what music they play, but they were actually wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're playing their album release, uh, probably the new album or some of it, and then the party's going to start, and you're playing the party. Correct. Correct. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, and like, do you um, know what time you're going on? So then, are you playing a later set, or are they yeah? Going I think on? we're gonna go on. So I think we were postponed to like eight thirty, so eight thirty to eleven thirty at that. Okay. Point. I think she said eight, but I the the people said they have like equipment they're gonna have to remove and everything. Oh, of course. And you know, he came up. He's like, I just don't want you guys to get f- frustrated. I'm like, hey man, we're chill. <laughs> like, as long as we get to play our set. Yeah. As long as you don't make us wait around till ten, 10. to go on and play till one in the morning. Even then, I mean, I I don't have anything going on the next. Oh, I know you don't, but I'm sure the fathers will be a little bit perturbed. Probably by that. the fathers would be a little bit perturbed. Um, us, those of those of us in the band who don't have kids, which is just me, <laughs> could care less. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but I don't think that, I don't think that's a very late bar, you know what I mean? And it doesn't seem like it. No, no. Um, usually, when we're done playing, it fills in with a little bit of a younger crowd. But I think, like, um, man, I'm getting old when I'm calling the younger crowd. Is that? Is yep, that? we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Do I start talking about old people stuff, <laughs> Metamucil, and? Refilling your uh, <laughs> indigestion. your indigestion medication. <laughs> You just have to call the doctor and say you're out of refills. Yeah. And tell them that it was helping. I don't know. They might make you come in. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I don't want to go in. Yeah, I know. It's like the only thing they ever, they've told me in my uh, physicals the last few years. Like, oh, you shouldn't take so many antacids. We'll get you on uh, this or that. And Did like, they say why oh. you're not supposed to take so many antacids? I don't know. I think it's because you could be treating a bigger problem mm. by just taking indigestion medicine. That's... So then you could actually have ulcers or... Acid reflux that you have to actually treat. Yeah, than just I mean that's pretty much. On it. I mean that was part of when I got sick. It was like 
so how many antacids are you taking a day? And I told him, they're like, that's too many. Don't you think there, there was probably a problem? <laughs> and I was like, yep. yeah, i just not a big doctor yep. guy. Could have been on Zantac and getting, getting cancer. Yeah, or go to Camp Lejeune. You ever see the commercials? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I think we asked AJ if he served <laughs> time at Camp Lejeune in the rapid fire segment last week or three weeks ago, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, could have been at Camp Lejeune and got that. Um, big news over the weekend, Cade York hits a Gosh dang, 58-yard field goal to win the yep, game for us. the first Browns opening day win since 2004. 2000, what is that? 19, I think it was eight, 19 games or something like that. 18 games. It was a fun and then terrifying game. Um, What, we were 14 nothing or 17? It was like 14 nothing at one point. I knew eventually Baker Mayfield was going to ball out. Um. I did not think we yeah. were just gonna, I did not think he was going to cuz he looked awful in that first half. He did. He did a lot of the things that, that we were cringing watching last year. Yes. Uh he would and I don't know why it didn't quite settle in as much last year and I think it it, it had to have been some a pattern you would notice but the those two balls in a row get tipped and then he throws it 6 feet over somebody's head and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's why he skied the ball all the time." Yeah. Cuz so many people would get their hands up. I think we did a little bit more against him noticing that that was a tendency. Um, so that was good to see. Well, it was something we did call out when everyone was over. Um, it was like, I wonder how many balls get batted down. And it was like, I, li- I think literally the first or second pass got batted mm-hmm. down. There was an entire possession with them where two got tipped, and then the next one was just skied over the dude's head. Uh, I do want to ask you this. I loved it. I don't know if you look. So if you look, let me know. How many yards did Nick Rush- Nick Chubb have? Ooh, I think I ended up looking it up. Oh, did you? Okay, because I did not realize he was anywhere near that. And I mm-hmm. watched the entire game mm-hmm. like, pretty closely and and wasn't drinking too much. Yeah, I knew he was running the ball well, but then again, it was one of the, it was another game where I'm yelling, "Run the damn ball! Yeah, run the damn ball!" He had 141 yards. Yep, I knew. Yeah, I knew it was like 140 something. I did not realize he was anywhere. Did close not see. To that. And it was like a 6.8 average or something yeah. like that too. Incredible game. I had no idea he was anywhere near that. So shout out to Nick Batman Chubb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was on like 21 rushes. Um, didn't seem like he was running the ball that much. Didn't seem like Kareem was in there that often. Um, you know, I wanted him to at different times to run the ball a little bit more. But, uh, you know, they, they got it done. Uh, they did a little a lot bit of, of luck at the end. but A little bit of luck. Um, that that that. Uh, so, so what exactly happened with that one? Because I didn't go back and look at it. So they said he did a fake spike, which didn't make any sense to me why he would do a fake spike there because, like... Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Did you go back and look? Did he no, double No, I didn't go clutch, back and look. I did or... not want to taint the win at all in my head. I don't care. We've lost so many games That's on bullshit true. that, like, I went on the we Pan- won one on bullshit, I am not going to fucking be down about it. I went it. on the Panthers Reddit page, and it was like, oh, this is like the Browns fans talking. You know, it was mm-hmm. just so... It's bullshit, you know, and then like some Browns fans around there, like one guy was like, "You guys should have won." He's like, "Nah, you guys should have won. We shouldn't have played that." Which people, which is, I gotta give, you know, people are like, "We shouldn't have been that bad in the first half." That we should have been in that position. Mm-hmm. There have been so many times, and even when we're on the losing side with the Browns, if you don't do enough to win the game, yeah. then you didn't do enough no, to win the game. Sure, yeah. if uh, if. I mean, and sometimes they're they are terrible calls. Uh, 
you know, and they're in huge games down towards the end of the season and everything. There's that Saints pass interference where they change the rule over and stuff. But, like, if you're in that game and you need to drive down the field in the last 40 seconds or prevent the other team from driving down the field in 40 seconds, you probably could have done more. Um, the Panthers, for one, probably should have opened up their playbook a little earlier because I don't remember them going downfield more than once or twice before that bomb that they hit. Yeah, they should have opened up the playbook, and they should have given – I don't know why you bring Baker Mayfield in, who this was obviously this this game meant more to him than he wanted to put off in the press the post press conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, he released freaking t shirts, you know, for yep. this game. You wouldn't hand the ball off to Chris McCafferty a little bit more. One of their biggest. I plays, was shocked how little he got the ball. I mean, I'm sure you're keyed in on him too, though. That's true. But one of the biggest plays they had was them dropping a ball, a like a snap, and McCafferty picked it up and ran 28 yards with it, like. Mm-hmm. That was his biggest. His biggest play was a a botch play. Um, I am not sure what happened with the safeties there. It like it was like they were looking for help. Excuse me. They were looking for help for each other, and it was just mm-hmm. not there. And they had those two big plays. Yeah. Um, and Baker had. You know, I I I think everyone kind of said Baker was going to ball out in the second half. Um. And that's the Baker that we knew and loved, man. I mean, I know we wa- we probably watched him a little bit with rose-colored glasses last yeah. year or two years ago when mm-hmm. he was our Baker. Yep. Um, because that stuff, you'd have been like, oh, he'll you know he'll bounce back. He'll and then he would play that second half like he did that, and he's like, see, that's why we love Baker, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So um, I thought Jacoby did enough to get it done. Um, did you have any people that did not like Jacoby watching the game with you? No, because everyone I think was goddamn. Um, I think everyone was on the same. I think I think anyone, especially the group that we were with, we're all on the same boat. This is your quarterback for eleven games, mm-hmm. ten games, or whatever. I there was one very old fellow I was watching with. Uh, seemed to not like Jacoby from the the get go. He said he wanted Baker to do well. Didn't say he wanted the Panthers win because I think we've all seen the person on social media that's like, I hope he roasts them and the Browns yeah. lose and bullshit. Whatever. That was my neighbor, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. She pretty much said she'll, she'll cheer for the Browns, but she doesn't like them and she, or she doesn't like the quarterback. And, and she's she wanted Baker to tear us up so they could see what they missed out on. Okay. And then he played the way he played. And then he was like, you know, we're all screaming when he, he – it Don't was such, he's healthy now, too. Yeah, and it was such a familiar look when we kicked that field goal and he was holding his shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we saw that Baker all mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> yeah, we, we all did. kind of were saying stuff, but... Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I think he he was sitting there. And there were a few people that were kind of like, eh, yeah, we feel bad for the way it went. But again, they, they, they weren't like... I want to see us lose. I was like, I don't care how great he can have the greatest game in the world. I just want to win. Yep. I don't care. Yep. Don't care. Uh, I'm over him. Don't want to get into the drama. Um, so I, I'm just happy we got out of there with the win. Honestly, they were yelling about Jacoby at some different points. I thought a lot of the balls were drop balls. I, I thought he put the balls on the receiver better than Baker did all of last year. I thought he put, yeah. The, he's hitting him in the shoulder. And I mean, I'm not even talking like far back shoulder. He's hitting him in the chest. He's hitting him just above the numbers, hitting him in the hands. And they were dropping a lot of those balls. They weren't easy to catch, but at the same time, it was because they had defenders draped over him. And so then people are yelling like, get it to the open guy. There's Nobody's open. Nobody well, our, is open. Wide receiver 
the core is not our strength on this team. No, it is not. Um, Cooper is a good player, but they doubled him up pretty much the end. Oh yeah, game. why wouldn't you? Yeah, DPJ had a good game, a quiet mm-hmm. game. Um, and Schwartz looked like he got his got his legs back under him. Um, so that was good to see. But again, you know, you don't have anybody I think you can rely upon in in that room, and so they've kind of the Joku kind of disappeared too. Yeah. Um, um, they did go. They made it a point to talk about how well he blocked mm-hmm. the coaching staff, which is great. But you paid that guy a lot of money and to block. You know? Yeah, and he he came into that last year. I remember a quote from him that was something like, "You know, I was disappointed." And he he his frustration was out there. I think he was demanding a trade or something like that at some point. Last early year, last he year. Was, before was the season year? or very early. It was when we signed Austin Hooper. Mm-hmm. Austin catch the ball and fall on the ground, roll around Hooper. Um, he pretty much said, "I want out of here." And then I think he saw what the the offense was starting to look like, and how many mm-hmm. tight ends were going to roll out there. And he was like, "Eh, I'll shut up." You know? Yeah. Well, I I saw I remember a quote from him some at some point last season that said, "Well, you catch the ball if it's thrown to you, but I just re- I realized if I'm blocking someone, I can have an impact on every play." Okay. Which is a great attitude for sure. a tight end. Um, and then I think when we came out in that last series, uh, actually not the last series, but the one when we thought we could probably ice the game. Um, they came to him very quickly with, I think the first play was a play action to yep, him. Yep, um, yep. Didn't quite get what we wanted out of it, but I think it was a completion for five or six or something like that. Um, so that started that second to last drive for us. So that was good to see that they gave him kind of the the the, the highlight there. Um, I'm still really happy to have him. I just, I still do not understand why you couldn't bring back Jarvis. He what I think he signed to the Saints for ten million. Um, he wanted seventeen million from us, and I don't think he was going to budge from that. Yeah, I I don't get that kind of thing where like he thinks we owe him a deal or anything like that. Worth up to six million. Uh, With the Saints, and his base salary is three million. So he, I think he thought he was, he played his hand, and he, um, we both lost. Yes. Because we definitely could use Jarvis yesterday. One point eight eight million signing bonus, three million guaranteed, up to six million. And the Saints ended up coming back and winning that game, if I remember correctly. Right? I believe the Saints did pull out a victory uh, against but, the Atlanta uh, Falcons. You know, I think this year hopefully looks a lot like that first game does. It's going to be a lot of close games. The cardiac kids are ever present. I'm not going to probably win a lot by a lot, and hopefully we don't lose by a lot either. Um, I think the defense is as good as they are were in the first half and not nearly as bad as they were in the second half. Yeah. And who we got, what, uh, is out for four games. Uh, Is Greedy out for four games? Yes, maybe more. So um, hopefully we get him back quick because there's a decently – easy start to the schedule um and then it gets rough it does get rough um we got the jets that next week who got smoked by the ravens um that's you watch any of that steeler cincinnati game uh well yeah it came on after the browns game yeah so we watched the finish of it the crazy finish with i think three missed field goals at least two it was it was three because the the Bengals missed one well, I don't know if they punted the second time they had it. I think they went for it again. But, yeah, they missed one. Then the Steelers doinked one. Then I think the Bengals missed one. And then the Steelers came back and kicked one. So, you want to hear how my fantasy team's doing? 
How is your fantasy team doing? Good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Should we have a cinnamon stardom uh, segment? On? We sh- totally should, and They're... I know exactly what to say. I'm not in any leagues this year. No, you've you've made it a point not to be in any leagues. Yeah, you? I was gonna join the 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 friendly one with the, the you, guys, oh, you with and the kids, the kids and, and everything. Yeah. I was gonna do that. Um, it didn't happen, obviously. So uh, I'm not upset about it. I got Mahomes and Cooper Cup, who pretty Ooh. much. Um, those two guys if won me the, this week. Uh, yeah. The rest of my team was just kind of meh. Like they they scored points. And no one had a f- complete fart, you know. But mm-hmm. um, Mahomes had five touchdowns and three hundred plus yards, and Cooper Cup had like twenty targets. Is that the the baseball league? It is. Okay. Okay. Uh, I played against El Presidente. I don't know who that is. Couldn't tell you. Me neither. But I beat him. <laughs> uh, watch any of that UFC? I did not. What what all went on with that? Uh, all right. So, I, you know, I, I I looked it up. I rem- kind of remembered it. the last few UFC events I just I I completely blocked out and then this one I actually looked it up and I think there were like three or four fights left. I just realized like I'm not interested if I'm not watching it with a group of people. So, originally it was going to be Nate Diaz versus Hazmat Chimanov or whatever how you pronounce his name. Yep. Well, Nate Diaz's opponent, Chiminov or Himanov or however I keep mispronouncing his name, I apologize, came in eight pounds overweight. And I no one knows what happened, you know? And even so then he they, they changed all the fights all up. They 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 Well put, Khabib knows what happened. He doesn't have any good Muslims around. You think that's what it is? He said some kind of quote like that. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he did. It's basically saying his team let him down. But so they said he came in near weight and then put on weight oh yeah they said he like hydrated beforehand so there's a lot of conspiracies out there um but he came in eight pounds overweight it's not like he came in two pounds overweight or a pound and a half overweight he came in eight pounds overweight Mm -hmm. and was flicking people off and like flexing and smiling and laughing and making jokes so they had to change the whole card up um, everyone got guys they didn't think they were gonna fight the Nate Diaz ended up fighting uh Tony Ferguson I believe um, yes, he did. And that was an okay. A lot of people shit on that fight, but it almost, I don't want to say it looked like an exhibition, but it, it like during the fight, Nate Diaz was walking around and like holding the fence and acting like he was taking a break and Ferguson would come run at him. Like it was like really strange. Like, Oh yeah. When was that fight set? Friday, Thursday? I want to say... What did I, I golfed with Sean on Friday. So Friday I was getting texts. That like ch- check out UFC, check out what's going on. Shout out Bobby for texting me, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, he, I was like, he, they're like, check it out, look like what's going on. Are you seeing all this drama? And then so him and probably, and you probably fight. thought he was late because there was drama the day before because Chimaev like kicked someone and Diaz. There was a whole group. fight. And they yeah. had to cancel the press conference. Yep. Man, we'd even start there. I'd skip that. Right. They've never skipped the press conference before. Mm-hmm. Even when. Connor and Nate were going through like on the second fight when Connor they are having the press conference and Connor just didn't show up. He probably was not doing cocaine. Um, <laughs> so they just they just didn't show up until and so like when Connor reckless speculation. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So when Connor showed up, the Diaz's team took off and they started like almost a brawl and they were throwing water bottles at each other. They just canceled the whole press conference. There's all sorts of fights backstage. 
so then all the fights get rescheduled and are not rescheduled, but re mixed mashed. Um, so Himanov ends up fighting Kevin Holland, who is a black belt in jujitsu, but not he's more known for his hands. Mm-hmm. So spoiler alert: the guy Himanov, who's got amazing wrestling, took him down and choked him out in the first round right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Diaz Ferguson fight two minutes into the fight, yeah. And it was just constant. Like, he took him down, just held him down in a Darth choke. And then Holland would get out for a minute, and then they'd reposition, and then he would get him in the Darth choke again. Like, he had it locked in to begin with. Um, Cormier made a funny comment. He was like, he's like, Holland has nothing for him on the ground. It looks like if I took Dana White down right now. Like, it's pretty much, you know, it's wow. what he said. Like, it, like, it looks like if I would have took Dana White down right now. He's got nothing wow. Then the first Diaz Dana fight. that. Was just what's that? I said, I wonder how Dana took that. He probably don't. I don't know. He probably got cocaine too. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. He probably heard that. Was like, what? I'll show him. Do you remember when Dana White almost boxed Tito Ortiz? I remember that was a thing. Yeah, vaguely. They were having. Like, I, I wouldn't have even been able to tell you it was Tito, but I remember there was a point where he was going to box somebody. He was going to box Tito Ortiz, and then he he came in and like he was all in shape and like, look, Tito don't want to box me now, you know. Um. So Nate Diaz came in in that Tony Ferguson fight. It was just a really weird fight. Like, two dudes with really strange fighting styles fighting each other. And Nate Diaz was, like, like Ferguson was, I don't want to say running from him, but, like, doing a lot of, like, moving away from Diaz and trying to get Diaz to come in on him. And Uh Diaz was just, like, at one point, like, put his hands up on the cage and was just, like, resting. And then, like, Ferguson came at him. He did some weird sidekick at him and... It was a fun event. I mean, I totally didn't stream it and pay, totally paid for it, so it was totally worth the whatever I paid to stream it. Seventy five ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know. It was whatever that worth that. Yeah, no, I just I didn't really didn't really care. I even remembered this one. I was just like, I don't care. The best, my favorite part of the whole thing was after the fight. That was Diaz's last fight on his contract for UFC. He's pretty. He was like, Yeah, I'm gonna branch out and do different things, you know, do different sport, you know, do different things. He never said boxing or jiu-jitsu tournaments or pro wrestling. So people are like, now signed to the Professional Bowlers Association, <laughs> Nate Diaz. Hell yeah. Because he never was the like. new bad boy bowling. Yeah, you know. That'd be pretty dope. Um, one thing that I did uh, that kind of came out is uh, after that or around that is Anderson Silva is fighting Jake Paul in boxing. Did you oh, see yeah? that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Anderson Silva being almost fifty years old, I believe, past his prime, even in the UFC. Yep. Yeah, I can't see that going his way. Um, the only thing, forty-seven. I think he's forty-seven. Yeah, forty-seven years old. Um, Ooh, he... this is a good one. Uh, here's a here's a headline: forty-seven-year-old Anderson Silva knocked out three times while sparring. Really, ball fight. Well, that's good. That's from today. Did you know he was in movies too? Alias knocked me out. I don't know whoever his sparring partner is. Elias. I don't go fight with you and I say, no, I need to beat you. The coach says, I need to beat you. I say, okay, in the next round you go and put in. Oh, geez. Yeah, so I'm going to say that's not going to go well for him. He did. Um, he has boxed um, four times since. I thought he was already doing or that. Three times since, or twice, 
slowly but surely getting less. He's boxed twice since leaving the UFC. Uh, one, he beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., um, who I think was actually a decent boxer at one time, right? Who's that? Julio Cesar Chavez. He fought for the title, won a couple titles. WBC. Oh, a long time ago. I didn't think you were talking about the same Chavez. When did that fight happen? Uh, uh, June 19th last year. Yeah, so Chavez was 59. Was he? Yeah. No. Uh, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's why that was shocking to me. No, no, no. Junior. Oh, Chavez Jr. Okay, that, sh- that should have been... He's 36. Yeah. No, I think he was a champion at one point. Yeah, he was. He Middleweight. Was welter? Super welter? WBC middleweight title from 11 to 12. I thought he actually held it for longer than that. He was like the next big thing for a minute there. And I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it's crazy how much boxers fight sometimes. Oh, yeah. Especially earlier in their career. Like, they're just asking for a head injury. <laughs> yep. And then he uh, boxed a he boxed Tito Ortiz and knocked him out in the first round. Who we just talked about boxing Dana White. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jake Paul, um, October 29, twenty twenty two. Feel free to stream that online. Oh yeah, I'm gonna totally miss Halloween parties for that. I think we have a show that day. Oh jeez, could be wrong. Sorry for yawning in your ear there. Wouldn't. That's Saturday, right? Looks like it, October 29th. Isn't there going to be a potluck that night? Oh, that's right. I have a show the night before and then a potluck. Yeah, big old Halloween potluck. If you're looking for an invite, call us up. The uh, <laughs> Let's make it an impossible number that they'll never reach. Uh, the seventh caller. <laughs> we'll get an exclusive prime VIP membership to the Halloween potluck festivities. Uh, I guess made uh, infamous by uh, one Renee. Um, somebody else was in on it f- with her for a while too. I can't remember. It was like a joint party situation. It's kind of become just her thing mostly. Was it Wally? I don't think it was Wally. And Fred. My favorite. It's her party at other people's houses nowadays. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's become <laughs> that. I mean, because she was doing it at Fred and Wally's for a little while, and I don't know. Remember if the last one was at Brendan's, but no, last one was at. Shauna and Mikey's. Mikey and Parma. Oh, that's Parma. right. Not Mike and Parma. Not Mike and Parma. What's up, buddy? Yeah, how you doing? Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, the, uh, more football? Go to the basketball? What's going on in basketball? Except, oh, oh the-, the Cavs have made a deal trading for Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz, giving up big man Lori Markinen. Colin Sexton, who we talked about maybe being a, a fit problem with this group, and their first-round pick, Ochai Ajabi. Uh, he is the second first-round pick we've drafted out of Kansas and immediately traded. Do you remember the last one? Oh. Um... All-star. Current all-star. Andrew Wiggins. That's right. Yep. He's cause... from Kansas? I thought he was from Duke. Nope, he's from Kansas. Um, and we also gave up 2025, 2027, and 2029 first-round picks, and then our 2026 and 2028 picks are eligible to be swapped with Utah. So we're really, like, all in now. We are all in. Um, you know, part this, this is something you're seeing more routinely with the NBA, though. 
Um, sometimes people have gotten f fucked on these ones, but um, basically the idea is you build up your team, you can give away a bunch of draft capital, and once you disassemble the team, you hope that you're going to recoup a lot of that um, on the back end. So, you know, if this team falls by the wayside, Mitchell um, is under um, contract for three years. You can probably, if unless something crazy happens to him or catastrophic injuries, um, Jared Allen's contract is, is pretty team favorable. Donovan Mitchell is uh, uh, an all-star, uh, an offensive juggernaut. Um, you have young talent in, uh, hopefully these guys wouldn't have to go, but, um, Garland, um, and you can, you can make some moves to possibly recoup some of those things at a later, later time. It's, it's being, it's almost becoming the norm in basketball where these teams that are building up get massive draft capital. And then once they dissemble the team, they get it back. Or ideally, I guess you would be on a, a five or six year run anyway, and you don't really need that draft so capital. D Mitchell. Is that cool to call him D Mitchell? D Mitch. D Mitch. Don, he, Don Man. I does don't. he, how far does he propel this team in your opinion, if anywhere? The interesting thing is he doesn't address any of the team needs. Um, Which were what in your opinion? Uh, a lengthy guard that could yeah. defend. Yeah, okay. That could yeah. reliably defend. Uh, so that was the whole thing with Sexton too. Um, he was going to probably want to ball out and earn a contract. His defense was questionable. Um, and you have the same kind of issues with Donovan Mitchell, except obviously his, I would say his ceiling's higher. His floor is way higher. I mean, that's why Sexton is one of three guys plus five draft um, draft assets we, we traded away to upgrade. Um, but, you know, he's still a, a roughly six-foot guard. Um, so now you've got a also kind of worry about the rotation. Um, Karis Levert at small forward kind of seems like, you know, he was brought in for some offensive firepower. I don't really think he proved that he's going to, he was going to go back to what he was in Brooklyn before they made the super team. So, um, you know, maybe they're, they're going to be trying to, to get rid of him now. Um, I think I kind of like this because I think you then get a Coro into the starting lineup okay. for the defensive, uh, firepower. Um, I honestly would like, it almost can't happen, but if the the locker room vibe is good enough, you're going to see so many rotations in the first two months of the season. It's going to be ridiculous how many rotations they play and maybe start. Um, the only thing there is then you you probably you cannot start Ricky Rubio, Darius Garland, and uh, Donovan Mitchell. No, you can. You're going to have yeah. six one and under guards um, playing the three positions. I think. <laughs> Garland may – I mean, you can't really slot them in at small forward. P playing a, a small forward as a 6-1 not prime defender is going to go very badly for that team unless you're going to just play small ball and try and power through um, playing people. And I guess, you know, when you've got Jared Allen and um, um, Mobley, Mobley um, defending, I guess maybe that takes care of that a little bit, but obviously people are going to make them rotate out of the paint and things like that, so – um, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Three-time All-Star mm -hmm. and won the 2018 Slam Dunk Contest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's gotten a lot of blame because those Utah teams have absolutely flamed out in the playoffs. They that's, might what have... that's funny you say that because in this Wikipedia thing, like, listen, this is how they describe him in the last, the last kind of paragraph. Despite being named a three-time NBA All-Star during his stint with the Jazz, 
Mitchell failed to make it past the second round of the playoffs with second the team. Round. See, I wasn't sure if they'd made – I think they were on the verge of the conference. How in a team sport is that? Like, how do you – like, that's just what I find funny. Is you... that, I mean, that's the narrative with him. Um, okay. Gobert is a, is a great player, probably considered a top five or top ten center in the league. Um, some people would probably put him top two or three. Some people would say he's still not that great because he's French. And, yeah, I mean, he was the face <laughs> of the NBA – uh, COVID thing when he was fake coughing on the microphones oh, like the day before that. he tested he positive won. for COVID. And that like ruined the NBA mm-hmm. season. Um, well, I mean, they figured it out. They actually did a good job after that. They did, but I, what I mean is like that was like the down, it was like it might have even been a good thing because then it was like they had to take it seriously. They're yeah. like, we look so stupid right now. Yep. Um, and they figured it out and made it work. Um, but the the whole thing was. After that, so people would say Donovan Mitchell plays too much offense. He's not a great passer. He f- he had trouble even forcing the ball to Gobert. But, you know, if Gobert is really the only per- other person on the team that anybody's worried about, then you have essentially a guy on Gobert, a guy spying Gobert, and then you have somebody, either a lockdown defender on Mitchell or there you have two guys looking at Mitchell too. So. Um, you yeah, know, in 2020, he tore up in the playoffs, too. Yeah, no, he's... In 2021, he tore up in the playoffs. Yeah, no, he's had... He didn't exactly disappear, but he's disappeared for a couple games. And, and you know, you're talking about not getting past the second round. By the second round, you're usually playing a pretty decent team, unless yeah. that bum team made it out of the first round um, with a huge upset, and then you, you get the, the piece of cake. But um, I don't know if it's his fault. I personally see him as a high volume great on a bad team kind of guy but um you know i'm okay with it because of the fact that you know you're gonna get more depth out of you can count a little bit more reliably on mobley this year even though the sophomore slump is often real um you see any of his uh workout reels you, no i haven't oh he's looking he's like shooting threes like crazy oh that's pretty neat yeah like he, he popped a few last year i dude um, this is like everything i, I watched some well, as the kids call the Insta, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, he, he's he's working on that three game pretty hard. Good, good. Um, you know that might kind of get him through some of the the sophomore slump there. Then adding something new to your game is always good. But you obviously you see a lot of the league over the off season adjust to your game. Um, so you know if he starts if he's it's it's interesting. You'll usually see them still play well the first few games of the season. Then the adjustments set in. They usually slump pretty early in the year, and hopefully he's recovering sometime by Christmas. Um, you know, they sometimes the the table on that moves up. They just suck right at the beginning of the year, um, and sometimes it it gets pushed back. They don't for some reason make the adjustments until after the new year, and then you, you know, hear here first on the slurred speech. He doesn't have any of that problem. He comes out, <laughs> he puts on ten pounds of muscle. He increases pure muscle. Pure muscle. He uh. Does the Mike Masenko workout special? He's hitting. He's in the softball league now. <laughs> he's gonna be great. Yeah. No. I mean, just don't don't freak out if he uh, has a few rough rough stretches early in the year. Um, that that definitely is real. It takes a very special kind of player to not uh, have one of those sophomore slumps. Um, and even some of those guys then still end up flaming out a few years later. I think. Uh, Porzingis was one of the guys. He didn't quite have that sophomore slump, but then obviously he's not uh, yeah. what people thought he was going to be uh, a few years back. Um, so, you know, it's going to be an interesting beginning to the year, see how those rotations walk in. Again, we haven't really addressed the issue, which was the lack of depth at small forward. Um, Karis Levert, 
with the adding of the offensive firepower doesn't quite fit as well. Um, so you really got Chetty Okoro and and Karis Levert, and Okoro really is the lockdown defender. Uh, I have breaking news here. Oh, boy. About Donovan Mitchell. Oh, boy. He loves the cold. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, he lived in Utah. Just, can't be much is, worse here. This is uh, that's the thing, Foxy. I love the cold. Don Mitchell says he's ready to work in Cleveland. Good, good for them. Uh, round one pick, uh, pick thirteenth by the. Uh, and he was from uh, Elmsford, New York, age twenty six. So he fits in right of the team. He's a young cat. Um, attitude issues, or does he seem to be kind of got a good head on his shoulder for most? Of uh, it, it's it's hard to say. Um, again, I wouldn't peg him as an attitude issue guy, but I would peg him as a guy that thinks he is the best player on whatever team he's on, and that could be an ego issue. But it's never really seemed to be a problem out there. But also, they didn't really have anyone to challenge him for that. Okay. So, and Gobert seems like a fairly soft-spoken guy for a center i mean he's a, a, a french player they seem to have a pretty good relationship so there never really seemed to be too much of an issue over there and i don't think he ever really had spats with coaches so that's a good sign but again i just i'm not sure how great of a player he's going to be on a championship team you keep bringing up french 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 yeah do you remember freedom fries yes i do oh man i remember good my times. first freedom fry because they we, they didn't want it to go into the war of Iraq with us, so we mm-hmm. we, we hated them, and so we made the them sons of bitches. Remember your first freedom kiss? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I do not. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's got to be a good move. You you get the best player in a trade. You give up um, someone that you've kind of accounted for in marketing. You give up that small forward you just drafted, but the NBA draft is a crapshoot. Yeah, absolutely yeah, crapshoot. Um, and then Sexton, who might have been an issue anyway. So Sexton seemed to be he was either going to play really good this year and try and force himself into a contract, or he was going to be a, a kind of a, a cancer of a team. I mean, yeah, I mean it really could have been. I mean, reduced minutes, reduced offensive workload. He might have been very unhappy here. Yeah. He, he could have also said. Hey, cool! Put me up against second units. I'll be the sixth man of the yep. year. I'll absolutely ball out. It could have worked out great, but um, and again, I just don't think you can do that with Mitchell. I would love to see Garland and uh, either Okoro, or you can put Chetty in there because maybe he's covered with the the Rubio, um, the Rubio uh, Garland game with uh, Mobley and Allen, and then Donovan could absolutely torch anybody else's second units. But the way Bickerstaff likes to roll. Um, it's going to be hard to not start Mitchell. I, I just think you're going to see a crazy amount of rotations, um, which you know can ultimately good be good or bad. All right. College football, crazy already. It is. I called it. Called it. How'd you call it? It's going to be a wild season. I remember telling you that a few weeks back. I am. Uh, it's it's shaping up. Alabama almost lost an early game to Texas last week. Uh, yeah, then they the came out. Minute. I saw some video. They they lost, so they barely won. And they came out, and they were dancing on the field with the horns down thing. Um, and then Notre Dame, who we – I don't think we struggled with, but we had a, a tight game with them. Then I'm losing to Marshall. It, it, it was closer than the 21-10 final we had. Yeah. Um, very boring game. Yep. It was an extremely boring game. 
Um, and I was a little bit worried about that because, again, we don't ever start the year that great. We have to reload so much talent. Um, we obviously lost our star wide receiver um, after only getting the ball two or three times for, I think, negative one yards. Um, but um, Harrison's son came up big in, the, the, sure in that game pretty did. well. And then in the, the game this last week, um, we rolled against Arkansas State. He was playing like an absolute baller. Yeah, sure uh, no, was. He's getting that draft stock uh, ready, isn't he? Meanwhile, Notre Dame dropped a game to Marshall. Unranked Marshall. We is that are the Marshall. one that the We Are Marshall? Yep, that what, is that Marshall. Is that a real true story? That is a true story. They It was a plane crash, right? Yeah, It was definitely so. a plane crash or a bus crash. I think it was a plane crash. They lost... Most of their starting players, um, I believe that it was an away game situation, so you didn't really, you didn't bring all 65 guys, even at that point at a smaller school, so I think they lost probably most of, if not all, their starters. Um, Crazy Matthew McConaughey was alive back then. Yeah. <laughs> he was a coach. <laughs> it is wild. Um, then I, I can't really remember. Did you ever it, actually watch that movie? No, I haven't. No, me I, I've seen I've seen bits and pieces of it, but not enough to really actually um, watch it. But now again, I'm like interested enough in the story that um, I know I've read up on the story, but it's been so long I don't remember. I'm trying. The only actor actor I know is Matthew McConaughey. Matthew Fox. I don't know who that is. Um, he was in Lost. Oh yeah, that guy. He's also. Oh man, I just started watching this movie and. Oh, he's in it. I was it was surprised by like how many people I kept seeing were in it. It's called like Tomahawk Bone. Tomahawk Bone. Tomahawk Bone. I yeah. just started watching it, but we didn't get into it too much. Yeah, um, no, I watched some of it. There was like a really brutal scene, I think, mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at the part where they're the posse is basically about to head out and go to find the weird stuff. Um, I'm super excited. I've heard a lot about that movie, and I can't remember where I found it streaming. Um, might have been on like Pluto or something like that. Um. And trying to and any of these other people. Voodoo. Are. Anthony Mackie's in it. He. Uh... I don't even remember him being in it. Oh, he's uh Oh, that's the Falcon. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's in We Are Marshall. Yeah, yeah. I know. I remember that. Not Tomahawk. Uh, you know what a show that I've been really into lately? What's that? And for whatever reason, it's much better at night mm-hmm. at about eleven o'clock when I'm laying in bed. It's called Major Laser. Major Laser. Uh, wait, is that it? Wait. Yeah, Major Laser. <laughs> um, it is an American adult animated television series based on a group, a music group. Okay, I was going to say, I see a band. Yeah, so that's what I was like, wait, is it that a... But apparently the band has something to do with it, but it's set in the future, and Major Laser is a Jamaican superhero with a laser gun for... A right hand and fights dystopian forces led by Jamaica's leader, President Whitewall, and his servant, General Rubbish. Major Laser is Major Laser is assisted by fight in his fight by President Whitewall's daughter, Penny Whitewall, and hacker Black Market. Um, all right, but it's like uh, it's really got some really good music and the like. The lights and and the animation are cool and stuff, bro. <laughs> Like a good nighttime show. It, it, I would. It's something I would watch. Like, if you were under the influence, <laughs> it's not something I would watch sober. <laughs> under the influence of a good time. <laughs> That's right. But it's really because, like, the first episode I watched, I'm like, 
this is nothing but a musical, you know? And, uh-huh. But the music was good, the animation was good. And then, like, they started working some other, like, plot points and some mm-hmm. actual... But it's, it's really fun. It's, uh... That's cool. Where, where can you watch that at? It premiered on FXX. Okay. And right now it's on Hulu, which is yeah, what I watch. FX, most FXX stuff is on uh, Hulu, including, I think I started watching the um, Wrexham show. Um, Wrexham is a bottom tier football club in England. Okay. Um, and Rob McElhaney, the, uh, from it's always sunny. He's, okay. uh, plays Mac mm-hmm. and, um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, of TV and movie fame. Mint um, Mobile? Bought- no, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile. Yeah. Right? Mint Mobile. Okay. Uh, they actually, there's a pretty funny part in the first part where Rob's like, I realized I didn't have enough money for this. I needed more like movie star money he's like i have tv money i needed movie star money like not even just mo- like superhero movie star money and then he starts naming out he's like you know uh, telecoms communications or telecommunications uh company owning money um what else does that fucker own <laughs> like um so they bought a team and uh that's been relegated to like the bottom of the professional so, league real quick is it like a TV show, like a reality show, they actually bought it? It is a reality okay, show. Okay, okay, okay. So they have crazy. actually done it. It's not like a... a I thought mocu- it was like an acting not show. Not a mockumentary yeah, or anything okay, like okay. that. So they actually purchased this team. Um, they had to go through the process of, you know, getting a, a ballot initiative. I guess that team has... It, it's like an infamous club, but, you know, they've just been garbage for so long because sure. money found its way into the sport, obviously, yeah. and so you you can't compete as... I mean, they would be like maybe an Akron or something like that, and uh, by the like the video they're showing online, like probably a lot smaller than that. Even it's more of a town or village. Well, that's like where I would go visit, where my family's from or lives. They have a team, the Oldham team, mm-hmm. and like they've been regulated. They're probably down there with that. Like, Oldham yeah, I mean, honestly, even even when they show it on there, I'm like, how do you even have that big of a stadium type of deal? Oh, really? Like, yeah, it's it seems like it's most of the downtown area. Like, I went and saw the Oldham rugby play team mm-hmm. play, and it was like, huh. It was like going to watch, like, it was like on a peewee field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I started watching it. It's pretty. What's it called it's again? It's pretty. Wrexham, which Rexham. is the name of the club. I think okay. W-R-E-X-H-A-M. Pretty interesting. Um, obviously, those guys add in some comical relief at different points. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it really mostly follows the club, but obviously the, the first episode was very heavy on those two talking about, you know, getting into it, then buying the team, going through the process. And then it kind of kicked over more to the day to day where obviously those guys weren't going to be like a little Wrexham update. Uh, they beat Dag in red, uh, yesterday four to one. Oh, wow. And wow, they're wow. second in the national league. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so uh, they're trying to get unrelegated. I think the the end of, like, the third or, or fourth episode, somewhere in there, it was the end of the, the season where they had just purchased the team. Um, and it was uh, – they were, like, dancing around it for a little bit, and I was like, you know, they did do it with the staff because, like, the players seemed kind of excited and not really – realizing that they were probably a lot of them were about to lose their jobs. Oh, yeah. um, but like you could tell the staff, like when they were having the meeting about it, like those guys just looked like they were dying inside. Like, you know, they do it. Most of them probably don't get paid well. Anyway, they do it as a passion. Half of them are volunteers. It seems like, and those guys seem to be like, yeah, so we're on our way out. They're about to dump a bunch of money into here and get people that, you know, 
are going to do this for a business. Um, I think they brought in um, as the GM or president. I'm not sure what the equivalent would be. And they brought in a guy who like skyrocketed and was the first team to be, or like at 26 or 27 was in a running a premier league team. And then I think he ended up running um, English football. Okay. Um, so he's, He's kind of coming in. I don't know if he's doing it for free or not, but he's basically the stand-in president or GM until they find the guy that they want to do the job. Maybe they've already done it by now. I don't really know. Um, I'm trying to look up like their value, like what they're, what they've been paid and everything. But like this isn't really eighty-three th. Th. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Thousand. That's probably about the average for those players. I would say. Um, I think. And especially if you're only seeing it for some of them, those are probably some of the higher-end players in that league. Um, I would think most of them, they probably get an average salary of somewhere like forty to 50000 Uh Recently acquired Mike Mark Howard, goalkeeper. Ooh. Uh, joined from Carlisle United in a fee-free transfer. Okay. Yeah. I know what that means. No, I don't know either. I don't know what any of these positions mean. This guy has a position named Attack. Uh, I mean, that would just be, uh... An attacker? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about... It's, I mean, it's interesting, because they have, you know, left wing, right wing, like, centers, or, uh... Yeah. They call them shooters, too. Uh, fuck. No, that's not right. Uh, uh, whatever. But there's... It's, like, vague, because there's so many different formations. You can play two or three different, um, things. But, yeah, you're basically attacker, defender, midfielder. Looks like some of these guys are making... Well, there's a, it says wage, value, and cost. I don't know what any of that means. Yep. Me either, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I, <That's>, like, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I watch the World Cup, if anything, and those guys aren't really... Wage, value, and cost. Same system. I assume wage is what they make, but this guy's only making 1,000 pounds. Where this guy... Oh, oh, that's probably weekly then. Or... I don't know. Was there 78 or 52 weeks? I don't know. All Value right. might be like how much the contract's worth. Cost is probably like against the salary cap. I don't even know if they have a salary cap, though. Because, I mean, if you're dealing with relegation and then possibly being able to move up next year, like... Oh, this is from... My bad. This is from a video game. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> check right. out Rexham or Major Laser. If you're into reggae mm-hmm. superheroes with guns mm-hmm. and lots of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Appalachian State. They pulled off another major victory. Who they, they beat? Texas A&M, number really? six in the country. So, um, I remember when they, I was watching that Michigan-Appalachian State game, and I still remember mm-hmm. being at I remember Wings in them. Brunswick, and I got in someone's face, and they left, and it was a whole thing. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, not a fight, but I was like, ah, Michigan sucks. And they stormed off and they walked home. Good. Good Thanks, thing. buddy. Yeah. Thanks for good. holding down the fort while I was away at college. That's nice. I was like, Michigan sucks. I was all in her face <laughs> and she walked home. Uh, Nebraska's uh, suffered a huge defeat, uh, losing to Georgia Southern. They fired their coach. Oh, I saw that. Um, yeah. There have been a couple other upsets, but nothing that crazy. Um, nothing too wild outside of the Texas A&M, the Nebraska 
Um, Washington State beat Wisconsin, so the Big Ten wasn't unscathed in the the massive upsets this weekend. But uh, it's pretty good, though, still looking pretty good. Bama and Georgia on top. Ohio State and Michigan are considered the next Bama one, Georgia two. Close behind. Sorry, I talked. Georgia one, Bama two, OSU three, Michigan four, Clemson five. That's in the AP. Bama and Georgia and Clemson and Michigan are swapped in the coaches' poll. Okay. There's no official, uh, you know championship ranking to like week seven week eight or oh, something that's like right, that that's right, yeah. so none of that's happened yet uh guardians are on a tear that's pretty nice to one see. again today did they yep oh i didn't know they even played today yeah i thought so i missed it thought i was getting updates from google that's cool was jose hit a bomb i believe oh yeah. they finished the angels today yeah wow i was still uh thinking that game was about to happen yeah no and jose had a blast into the second row or second tier there okay 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 and man they already got to play a makeup game with the white Sox tomorrow another one early game but that'll be yeah another 110 game so that the guardians can and then the twins come back we face them five games with a double header on saturday um then we'll see the white Sox again for three more games um and those will be the last games against both of those teams um, We're four ahead of the White Sox. Oh, twins really dropped off pretty high. Five though. and a half over the Twins. Yeah. Yep, I called it months ago. Uh, I ended up giving up on that prediction <laughs> about two weeks ago. <laughs> and now it's finally right. The White Sox look like the more dangerous team. Um, Do the Yankees fall off hard or the, the Blue Jays just get that hot? Uh, the Yankees have fallen off very hard. Because, okay. again, they were they were scheduled. They were on a pace Ta- to win, like, 110 games. Yeah, year, some un- some point, un- so. yeah and Aaron Judge hit 57 mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Pujols, I think, hit 697 to pass Alex Rodriguez on the list. Okay. Uh, the home all run all-time home run list. Um, apparently some girl met him and was going to give him the ball. I don't know if they were, there was any even negotiation going on. And she was just like, yeah, I lost my dad a year ago. He's a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. And Pujols just told her to keep the ball. Oh, wow. Um, I think he even gave her a couple extra balls and signed those anyway. And was just like, it means more to you apparently than me. Well, he Doesn't... gives away jerseys and everything. Mm-hmm. crazy too. Yeah. God dang. Being a nice guy. Yep. Who do you think, who has the most wins in the MLB right now? Off the top of your head. Ooh, I mean, I would have said the Yankees until you had just made me look at the fact that they only have 86 wins at this point. Dodgers? Dodgers with 98 wins. And, yeah, the the Astros are at 93. Three, yeah. They're leading it now, uh, at least in the AL. Dodgers are on fire. Eight and two in their last ten. They're 21 Mm -hmm. games ahead of the Padres. Yeah, I think uh, the Yankees have been playing better as of late. Yet they're not exactly going away. I, they're I don't seven see and three in their last ten, which is. But yeah, they had a very cool. I can't remember if it was June and July or July and August. So, um, they'll still be a tough out in the playoffs, and then uh, the Astros will as well. Um, I'm not too worried about the the Mariners, even though obviously we had some trouble um, with them personally. Uh, the Rays and the Blue Jays. Those will be interesting matchups. I think we'll probably be underdogs against pretty much everyone else. But least least wins in the MLB. Red Sox. The Nationals at forty nine wins. Oh, the Nationals. Of course, it's the Nationals. Weren't they like? Oh, the Red Sox aren't even that bad. No, they. I have... guess they were good to start the season, so they shouldn't have been. Tigers. 
Weren't the Nationals in the World Series like three years ago? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Athletics are at 51. Nationals at 49. Wow. God, I hate the Marlins so much, but I love their colors and logo and everything as a kid. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, I see. Never, All right, let's get out of here. Never liked them, never will. See ya. Fuck them. <laughs> Bye. Fuck them. <laughs> Later. See